and sit down. What's going on, all you streetwalkers out there? It's Paraprobe. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the people out there exercising. Oh, is that what you're talking yeah. about? Mm. What were you thinking? Mm. Oh, you're thinking of Red Light District. Yeah. Yeah. I was, Red, I, light? <laughs> Red Light? Red Light? Yeah. Here's to you, Mr. Red Light Inventor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got on a downward spiral, and we're just going to leave it at that? Yes, yeah, that's what we're going to leave it at. So uh, here we are back doing another show of Paraprobe. We got Jesse J back in studio. I did a show by myself last weekend. It was epically horrible. Whatever. It was probably fine. Dude, no, no, no. For me, it was horrible. I was so tired. I did not want to come here and do the show. I really didn't. But I was like, you know what? My niece and nephew, they wanted to see the studio. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll go. So, because I was just going to do a replay since you were Yeah, I still would have played a rerun and be like, hey, this is what we do. Listen to this. You know, I have nothing Mm -hmm. planned, so guess what? (laughs) There is a green room. There is the office. There is the, you know, other studio room that we do production recordings. And here's the actual studio where we do the show. And, well, that's it. Have a great (laughs) day. Here's one of the shows. Oh, look, kids, parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, it would have been a very short tour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we may have an intern coming in. Intern? Yeah. Uh, buddy of mine, Richie, I'm, I'm looking at bringing him in as being our intern and working the board for us. Then what am I going to do? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? <laughs> right? I'm not sure. I need Zip. something to fidget with. You're going to have to get me a fidget spinner then. Or something like, I don't know, something to do with my hands. Give you some baby oil. Go crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me a rag. finally start our OnlyFans. <laughs> But, uh, uh, that'll give you something to do with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. So we got a, uh, yeah, anyways, Richie's going to be coming in because we need him to learn the board because we are going to start doing a lot of like events out Yeah, and publicly. we're going to need yeah, somebody we, to do it then so exactly. we can focus on crowd and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we need somebody here that can run the board also too. We're out there doing our show and broadcasting that can get us on air, take calls for us, all that good stuff. Oh, that makes so, that makes too much sense. I don't like it. I know. I hate it. <laughs> Usually we're just a train wreck waiting to happen, but we're actually yep. thinking now, and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, thinking right. sucks. Back to shrooms it is. <laughs> so. Oh, my God, dude. I don't know how I would react on shrooms. I would not want to see I, I I don't. I'd probably. You probably would turn into the real Mario. I would probably. Yeah, that too. <laughs> At least I'd be taller. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be running around just going boing, 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 boing. Where's that star at? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jesse? It's over there throwing a turtle. <laughs> Can a tortoise at the house? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! And we're off to a good start. Yeah, that is, I I swear we need to like, whenever we actually get a moment, mm-hmm. we need to start like doing skits or something, and like getting ready for this uh, other show. But like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, that, that would be a good skip. Skit. Skip. Skip. Whatever. Skip. Forget skip. skip. <laughs> Lulu. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> so. uh, we are in rare form today, folks, and 
No, this is not really rare for us. No, this is not. normal. <laughs> this is going at normal speed. Last That's... weekend was rare where I was just so, dude, I am not lying, man, because like the, for like three days in a row, I was working like long, long hours during the day and going to bed really late at night because of it, getting up super early in the morning. So I was getting like no sleep and now we have a ghost walking in the studio. Yeah, weird. the door just opened the door by itself. Just opened. <laughs> I'm going to get up and shut it, so. <laughs> Anyways, we should have somebody calling in. Um, it is unconfirmed, but we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have, uh, uh, long story short, um, I got hooked back up and I want to give them a shout out anyways. To October Coast PR firm, um, back in the DedX radio days, they became good friends of mine, especially Clint Morris, uh, one of the agents there. Um, he would book me, yeah, hook me up with all these people to interview and such. <clears throat> and we got hooked back up again. Um, he was like, you know, yeah, man, I see you guys got this, you know, show going, paraprobe and all that. He's like, let's hook back up and, you know, I'll start sending you guests again. I'm like, go for it. So, uh, definitely shout out to them, you know, to, you know, Clint at October Coast. Uh, and and the rest of the gang there. There's quite a few people you know that work for them. Other agents that were sending me people that were getting booked. And our guest tonight is At Sharma. Uh, he should be calling in <laughs> um, at 6:15. But if he doesn't, oh well, we're gonna carry on because we're doing a little bit of paranormal wow. pop culture. Pop culture. God, pop I can't culture. talk. Yeah, but it's not gonna be just about paranormal stuff though. All right. And I believe the uh, phone board is working, so we're good. So we're good to go on that. Lights came on. You know. Yeah. But we got a lot going on. Uh, coming up on April 22nd, we are going to be broadcasting live over at the big, God bless it, Great Florida Bigfoot Conference. It's our third annual. Uh, it's going to be over in Ocala. It starts at 9 a.m. It's going to be running until 6 p.m. in the evening time on Saturday. And I believe, and I don't want to jinx this, but I think that they're actually out of tickets, dude. Like, for really? real? Yeah, I think they sold out the event. So, but anyways, wow. you, can, uh, you can definitely go to the website regardless. Go to, what was it? Uh, BigfootFL.com. Yeah, big, yeah, BigfootFL.com. And that way, if you want to get a ticket to go to the event, it's over in Ocala. Um, they have hotel setups and everything, too. Even if you don't stay at the main hotel, they had two backup hotels that got uh, that, that Kim actually hooked them up with, with really good rates. So you definitely can stay the night if you have to make a long trip to get to Ocala. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. It really is. Oh. They're gonna have David Paul Leeds there, uh, research author. Uh, he's also <clears throat> a head of the Canon Project and producer of Missing 411. Dr. Jeff Muldrum. He's an author, professor, uh, professor of anatomy and anthro. God bless it. I cannot talk tonight, man. <laughs> yeah. I really can't. My, my mouth just said, "Nope, we're done. <laughs> we're at that throat." So, but, uh, so author, professor of anatomy and anthropology at Idaho State University. <laughs> He's a hoe. So, and then we got, uh, Ronnie LeBlanc, researcher, author of Monsterland and from the TV show Expedition Bigfoot. Yeah. We're going to have Ron Moorhead, adventurist, researcher, author, Sierra Camp Encounter. And then our boy RPG is going to be there. Yeah, that's going to be fun. He's actually emceeing the event too. Uh, but he's with, uh, he's a cryptozoologist and he, uh, is one of the part owners of Outcast Paranormal. But, did you just hear sirens go by? Yep. Dude, not even five minutes into the show and we're getting locked up. Yeah. That's yeah. a new record. <laughs> Usually it takes at least ten before they realize that we shouldn't be here and it's illegal. <laughs> Pirate radio, boy. I know, right? <laughs> um, 
they, but anyways, they're going to have a Skunk Ape Roundtable, uh, a lot of Bigfoot exhibits and everything else. It's going to be really cool. It is going to be a lot of fun. This is the third annual, and it's a huge event. It's being held at the World Equestrian Center over in Ocala, Florida, and this place is massive. And they're going to have a lot of cool stuff. We're going to have a lot of cool stuff there that we're setting up, too. You know, little things you can get pictures with and good stuff like that. We'll be having our booth set up, be doing our show, and have a good time. It's going to be a good time. Yep. Look forward to it. And correction, tickets are not sold out because I just tried to buy some online. Okay, so it's not sold out yet. No, it'll still let you buy them. Okay, cool. I did so, not give them my credit card, though. You okay. can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Go to BigfootFL.com, and you can purchase your tickets. Once again, it's going to be on April 22nd, and it's going to be running from 9 a.m. till 6 p.m., and they're going to have yeah, guest lecturers, the whole nine yards. It's going to have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of vendors and a lot of good <laughs> stuff. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, yours truly and the rest of the Paranormal Crew will be there from Paraprobe. We'll be doing our show, and we'll have our set up, and we got a couple of exhibits that we're bringing that you can check out, too. We actually have some castings, some Bigfoot castings. Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited. Other uh, people bring feet. we got a casting of it. So never feet? mind. <laughs> <laughs> How many feet do you have? No, no, no. In fact, Bigfoot <coughs> only has ten and a half. That's it. Shut up. It's kind of weird. Uh, no, actually, we have, let's see, we've got one, two, Definitively two that we're bringing. John has one. Kim's got one. Uh, then we have the Bigfoot statue thingy that we're bringing. Yeah. And uh, John's got some kind of special setup he's bringing, too. Nice. I am super glad John's coming. It'll be good to have him out there. And Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So once again. You Might be go- chaos. Yep. So once again, one last time, you can go to BigfootFL.com, get your tickets, and trust me, they are selling out quick, though. Um, and it, it's going to be a good time. It's, you know, April 22nd. Look forward to it. So, moving on to the rest of the show. Make sure you go back and listen to all of our stuff out there. All right? You guys, I know that a lot of you listen live to our show, you know, online especially. Uh, we have a lot of people, online listeners, that listen to our show live every week. Uh, we have we got people in Cuba listening to the show, which is, like, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it, it just makes me wonder, like, because the, the listening audience is so big in Cuba... Why? Why are we so big in Cuba? Because <laughs> we're dumb. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You hear these dumb Americans? <laughs> That's why. Oh, I, we're nah. going to be big in Russia, too. Watch dude. out. <laughs> oh, dude. I just got it. Okay. Do you remember here recently in Key West, they had that big influx of people that came in from Cuba, right? On the boats that they, they landed in Key West? Uh, Yeah. They're fans. They're trying to come listen to the show live. Oh, look at that. Look at that. So nice. They will swim 90 miles to come and listen to Paraprobe live. Shut That's up. awesome. You're stupid. What? Is it really 90 miles to Cuba? Yeah. Wow. Well, technically, it's like 93, like that, something like that. That's but a they, really they, short boat trip, though. I mean, yeah, they just rounded it. On a faster it. boat. but Yeah, they just rounded it to like 90 miles when you get to the southernmost point there in Key West. Absolutely. Now, if you go out now, the actual tentacle furthest southernmost point in Key West is on the Navy base. You can't go there, obviously, on their beach part where you know it's on the water side. Not without getting you know shot or escorted out really quickly in a body bag or walking out you know with guards one or the other. But you'll be escorted out one way or another. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, technically, actually, that's the southernmost point. But of course, since the average person can't go there, that's why they mark this certain area uh, right there at the end of White Street or Whitehead Street um, is the southernmost point. Hmm. Yeah, it's where they got the big buoy and all that. You see in all the like photographs of Key West, you always see the big buoy and people taking a picture there. So the southernmost point. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody yeah. caught it on fire. What? Yeah, it was like a, oh god, it was back during the uh, the <sighs> COVID days. Really? People? Yeah. 
Yeah, a couple of guys, and thank God there's cameras all over there from the hotels and everything pointed at it. So they saw them on film, and I guess somebody actually witnessed their, their driving way and got the tag number. So they actually did get caught, thank God. So Why? How? I don't know. It's How stupid. and why? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, what made somebody walk by the buoy and go, I want to catch it on fire? Did they do it on purpose? Do you know? or Just a couple of just what they thought was a practical joke, thought was funny. That's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. At all. <laughs> that's yeah. a landmark. Like, dude. like in Key West, like the mile marker zero sign that's right next to uh, the Green Parrot, right? Mm-hmm. That sign gets stolen on the regular. Right? Well, yeah, I mean that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, and, and literally, it, I am not condoning theft. <laughs> well, here's here's how I look at it. If you don't want people to steal the sign, don't put little nuts and bolts on there to hold it on. It's really easy to unscrew and take <laughs> off. All right, but it's become like. <clears throat> How can I put this? That's like a staple of visiting Key West is stealing that sign. You shouldn't not you should not do it. Okay, I'm putting like Jesse said, putting that out there. Don't be a thief and don't do that. But they count on it. They know it's going to happen. You know, it, it's kind of a it just one of those things. You know, it, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that I never stole one, <laughs> but I'm not saying I did either. <laughs> All right, so plead the fifth. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because, yeah, it really does get stolen all the time. They must have, like, a stack of those signs, I swear to God. They with, have to make the, them in bulk. Yeah, with yeah. the county, they probably got a stack of them just on the on the backside. You send a guy out there going, yeah, another one got stolen this weekend. Boop, put another one on there. Yeah, it was good times living in Key West, man. So a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I don't mean stealing signs. I mean, living <laughs> in Key West in general was just a good time. It was a lot of fun. I, I believe it, dude. I mean, you've got me kind of pumped about visiting. I've only been there once, and I was on a boat, and I was stuck on the boat, and then I was like, hey, can I stay here a couple of days or whatever? I'll, I'll buy my own hotel. Can you all just move the uh, you know, plane departure day? And they're like, yeah, if you want to pay for it. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, Key West is a totally different atmosphere from everywhere else. It really is. You go to Key West, man, it, the, the people are friendlier. Um, there's so much to do. At the same time, there's a lot to not do. Now, what I mean by that is if you want a quiet time and be bored, trust me, there's plenty of places on an island you can go and get your quiet time and enjoy the downtime, the serenity of island time. You can get that. But if you're looking for good times, trust me, you can get it in Key West. You know, it really is a drinking town with a fishing problem. You know, it's It's beautiful. It is gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous there. I mean, dude, even you don't even have to like plan a tour. You can literally just go walking around and see all the historical homes and everything. Give yourself a tour. Yeah. Give yourself a tour. I mean, it's beautiful. It really is. It's a very beautiful island. And, you know, (laughs) granted, you do have to kind of step over the drunks at like three, four o'clock in the morning when you're walking home for some of them that may pass on the sidewalk. Um, but they do clear them out before the sun comes up. <laughs> and then the street sweepers come through every single morning without fail, man. They hit, they hit the ball street, man, cleaning everything, spraying and, and wiping. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it is 15 past the hour here and the phone has not rang. So, uh, we'll move on. I'm backup out. plan? Yeah. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. So, have you, I know I've asked you, but like, have you seen the new Ahsoka trailer? Yes. Do you understand the importance of some of those daggum characters in there? Yes, I do, actually. Have you watched Star Wars Rebels at all? No, I have not. You need to, right now. I'm, just, I'm not into the cartoon thing of that. Yeah, but those characters are, first of all, they're popping up in The Mandalorian, and now they're going to be in Ahsoka. I want to see who's playing Thrawn. Thrawn? 
Did I say, oh yeah, I did say Thawne, didn't I? <laughs> I meant to say Thrawn, but you know what I meant. <laughs> Thawne I, is, yeah. isn't Thawne a uh, Flash? Oh, Flash! Ooh. Did you see that trailer? The, for the Flash movie? Y- no, for the, um, new Flash show. The, like, final season? Oh, for the final season? Yeah, yeah. Green Arrow's coming back? Oh yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm watching it. I gotta catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely phenomenal. One, the Green Arrow is by far my favorite quote unquote superhero. Yeah. Even though he's kind of like an anti hero. <laughs> well, he, he's kind of like Batman with a bow. He's better than Batman with a bow. I mean, like, he. He knew when to quit. <laughs> True. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, he was forced to quit by, mm-hmm. by a celestial entity. <laughs> but you know what? But Batman knows when to quit, too. <clears throat> because in like even in the comics and there's also been like a couple of like cartoon movies done in the DC you know universe where Robin like was upset with Batman and a lot of people are you know to be fair on why he just doesn't kill people like the Joker and stuff like that because they keep getting out of jail coming back and murdering more people so they start blaming Batman like this is your fault that he's you know that you're not getting rid of them permanently you put and this him in is jail. why you have the Punisher exactly isn't the Punisher DC as well no he's Marvel. Oh. But the the thing is, is like Batman said, though, uh, he told Robin one time when it was actually when Robin became Nightwing and he was like, you know, why do you not just end them? And he said, because I can. And he said, because I could do it so easily. The problem is that once I start, I'll never stop. So Batman could potentially become the Punisher? Uh, the potentially. I mean, the DC really Punisher? What, what would the DC Punisher be called? Uh, back in the day, I believe there was oh, a... Oh, they did it? I believe the character was DC. It was, uh, his name was Vigilante. Oh. And he wound That's up... That's boring. Yeah, he wound, <laughs> wound up uh, unaliving himself, his character. Yeah, well, fair yeah. enough. I mean, they should have done that from the beginning, because Vigilante is a terrible name. <laughs> I mean, uh, Vigilante, the Punisher. Uh, we'll go Punisher. Hey, in the Marvel Comics, there was a what-if version of Marvel co- uh, Comics where the Punisher killed all everybody, all the superheroes. The only one he did not kill was Captain America because he always had respect for him. <laughs> okay. He used tech. <coughs> he, he used all this like you know tactician like you know uh, plans and formulated, put together, and wound up offing all, including the Hulk. He killed the Hulk. Yeah, he literally killed every hero. How do you except even kill the Hulk? for Captain America? And. He, he finally turned himself in at the end because he said, once I get rid of them all, I'm the last bad guy standing. So Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that. see, this is why I probably should like get into the Marvel comics. I was never big into like comics or anything. See, Marvel was more of my go-to and my fun side for comics that I loved. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like DC, too. You know, Batman was one of my favorites. You know, Superman, so on and so forth. Uh, but like Marvel had the characters that, that were nitty gritty that I really liked. You know, Wolverine, he was like the anti-hero. Yeah. Um, you know, the Punisher, of course. The Punisher and Wolverine were the two of my, like, I had stacks of comics of them that I collected. Posters, everything. No wonder you joined the military. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I want to be just like him. <laughs> I can see a little Chance Hancock. I'm going to be the Punisher. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I got to Star Wars radio. I got to keep it clean. So yeah, okay. no, yep. I've I've had to catch myself a couple times. <laughs> okay, so back to Star Wars. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, but you should, Ahsoka Tano is a character from the Clone Wars animated series. Um, she was Anakin Skywalker's quote unquote Padawan, and she wound up 
spoiler alert, she wound up leaving the Jedi Order because they falsely accused her of something. She was proven innocent, but they were dead serious about, like, locking her up and expelling her and stuff, and she walked out. She bailed. Yep. And then she wound up coming back later on in the Star Wars Rebel series. Um, the book they have of her is really good. Yeah. Um, kind of explains why she, how she wound up with another set of lightsabers, mm-hmm. why they're, why they're white, and, uh, why she's very like, <laughs> she's, she was already combat savage. She's aggressive. Some, yeah. <laughs> she don't care. And why she yeah. says, I'm new Jedi, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, she came back in the Rebel series and she fought Darth Vader. Um, some things happened which are probably pertinent to her story, um, as far as the series is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a, uh, space time type situation. Um, they're kind of hitting me with the, uh, Star Trek esque thing here, which is kind of dope. Yeah. Cause, I mean, it's always been. Star Trek versus Star Wars, like, people who love Star Trek and have always watched it abhor Star Wars because Star Trek is all science. It's all, you know, hey, this is, you know, science-based. Do you know there's a crossover in the Avengers comics where they dealt with Star Wars, the next generation? Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, did I say Star Wars? I meant to say Star Trek. Yeah. (laughs) Star Trek, next generation, they dealt with the the Avengers and them team together. Um, And I I kid you not, (laughs) uh, Spock... And Wolverine actually got into it, and Spock wound up doing the pinch on Wolverine and dropped him, but he came back really, really quick and a lot faster than Spock intended. So, yeah. And he was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he calmed down before he popped him with the claws, so it was all good, but yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, I, I kid you not. That Spock is a must have been older comment. if it was, like, next generation, because Spock was, like, younger in the original series, and then he was... Mm-hmm. An older fellow. He was, he was gray yep. in Next Generation. <laughs> yeah, this is when, you, you remember like in the Star Trek timeline when he became the ambassador later yes. down the line. So this when he's the ambassador. He had to be like, uh, for Vulcan's age, I'm guessing probably like closer to like 200 probably, somewhere around there. And so, yeah, he was with the Next Generation crew on this mission, and they wanted to bring in the Avengers on board, and Spock talked them into, you know, working together basically. So that's how that came to be. Yeah, let's find out. 200 years. Spock was 55 years old when he died. Well. No. Seriously? No. Both times. Oh, the first time he was 55. Oh, yeah, the okay. first time he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That was a good movie. Um, <laughs> Khan! Yeah, The Wrath of Khan, arguably one of the best Star Trek movies of all time. Oh, absolutely. But anyways, back to Ahsoka. So, okay. Why Star Wars Rebels is so important to watch before you get into that, A, there's a cameo in The Mandalorian. I'm not saying any more than that because you're not caught up. B, all of the characters, it looks like, from Star Wars Rebels and Thrawn, you actually see, like, Thrawn in his prime doing stuff. Like, it's... I have to see it then because I read the books and yeah. He's very cold and calculated. Yeah, very. And it, it's not Empire like at all. Mm-hmm. It's Empire if they were effective. Like yeah. if Stormtroopers had aim, <laughs> you have Thrawn. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm drawing a blank on her name. The, the woman who's playing 
Uh, oh, the, the, Rosario Dawson. Thank you. Yes. Do you know how he got uh, how she got the part? Um, she cosplayed as it. Nope. Somebody did a digital creation of her for a meme, and she was down. And <laughs> she loved it, and then she sent it to the producers, and then next thing you know, she's on a call. At a girl. That's how she wound up with the part. She and was like, absolutely, I'd love to do this. Just from her pop up in um, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. She is perfect. I mean, and she did the homework too. That that's the best thing about Rosaria Dawson playing this character. Yeah, is because she went back, did the homework, worked with the voice actor, watched every episode that she was in of everything, mm-hmm. and she mimicked her mannerisms perfectly, her attitude, her like way of speaking, just mm-hmm. like the whole nine. Mm-hmm. She was dead on, and perfect down to the like the little kind of like. Head, head, uh, uh, what is it? Head tilt? Mm-hmm. Like the head tilt, like the whole, everything. Like she yeah. had a down pat. I mean, she's <laughs> mad love. Reminds me of Hugh Jackman when he went for the trial for the role and when he went to audition for Wolverine. He did not know what Wolverine character was. He thought of wolves, not the animal Wolverine. So he acted very animalistic when he auditioned for it and they were kind of like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I pictured, and they're like, okay, go back and read the comics, get back to us. Because they loved the way he looked, and they loved him as an actor. Yeah. So he literally, he went back, he started reading all the comics. Like, literally, just everyone to get his hands on. Really got a feel for it, you know, and then he was kind of like, now I see what they mean. Yeah. You know? So then when he came back, he reapproached it as more of the silent, but, you know, brooding, you know, kind of guy, you know, and everything. Then it was like, perfect. You know, yeah, you, you, I cannot wait to see Deadpool 3 having Wolverine in there. Really? Hugh Jack, you, oh, my God. Seriously, you don't know that? Nope. <laughs> oh, no, I do. <laughs> holy crap, man. You you have been li- living under a rock for real. I, I have but been. If all fairness, though, I've we work a lot. I've been keeping myself so. very busy. Um, yeah. Things going on in the background on, you know, my side, your side, and yep. combined. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait for all of them to pan out. Because, I mean, things are looking up. Things are really looking up for us right now, so, yes. I mean, we'll leave it at that. We're not going to jinx it. We're not even going to go into yep. the discussion of it. So <laughs> things are really going big for us right now and much bigger in the future, and we're leaving it at that. Yeah. But, okay. Bottom. So, real, quick, real quick, i got to do this because it bugs me you didn't know about Deadpool 3, dude, for real. Yeah. I, I think I saw something about it, but I just didn't acknowledge well, it. Ryan Reynolds did this mockery, what everybody thought was a mock video of him and human, uh, human, <laughs> him and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He was sitting on a couch in his living room, and he's like, hey, do you want to you know, come back as Wolverine in Deadpool 3? And he turned around, and he's like, sure, Ryan. And everybody thought it was a joke, mm-hmm. right? They, they literally did. They thought it was a big joke until Hugh Jackman came out. And did a video and said, yes, I am coming back as Wolverine. <laughs> and everybody is like, <gasps> and lost their minds. And I, But he is by far the best character. There's, so you have certain people that God help them if they do a remake because they will fail. You will fail if you try to remake X-Men without Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. Whoever you get better be really, really, they really good. better be top like, notch. It better be more perfect than Hugh Jackman is because there are certain people – in certain roles, yes, that they, they were just born for it. Yes, you and know, it is too perfect. 
Hugh Jackman, perfect as Wolverine. Now, granted, I know a lot of beloved comic book lovers out there are going to say, no, he wasn't because he's 6'1", Wolverine's only 5'3". It's hard to find a 5'3 leading actor in Hollywood, okay? I'm Sorry. not even 5'3". You know, unless you're Tom Cruise, you know, that's about it. <laughs> but, like, seriously. <laughs> I wonder if he auditioned for it. I don't know. I mean, I could never pick. I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay, all kidding aside, Tom Cruise really is a really good actor. Don't get me wrong. He's amazing. Phenomenal actor. But I couldn't see him playing a role like Wolverine. Maybe? I, so. Not now. He's too old for it. No. They're, they're trying to keep him young, you know? Yeah, that's unfortunate. There, there's a couple of actors you know, out there, I, I believe, that could fit the look of Wolverine. But do they have the acting chops to pull it off? That's the hard part. No. I mean, Hugh Jackman really <laughs> dug in there deep and got really nitty gritty and mean. You know what I mean? And made it perfect. Yeah, he was perfect. He yeah. might, he might be kind of like that in real life though. Like he might be just kind of short, sweet to the point and move on about his day. Well, you, like you see the videos of Hugh Jackman. He's always a smiling, friendly guy and all this and always joking and stuff. And yeah, in real life, he probably like punches people. I don't think so. Now I, I, I can see him. I believe Ryan Reynolds does. <laughs> I want to go drinking with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I want to get drunk and get punched by Ryan Reynolds. No, I'm not getting punched by anybody. Dude, that'd be awesome. I will punch them. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, it would be fun, actually. All kidding aside. No, I think that, honestly, it'd be a blast hanging out with those guys. You know, one-on-one, it'd be a lot of fun, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, you'd probably be peeing because you'd be laughing so hard. Yeah. Uh, imagine them two, RPG... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. All of us hanging together to do a show one time. Yeah, that would, no. yeah. There was definitely a bromance when RPG was here. There oh, was a definitely. whole lot of bromance happening. Yeah, there was a whole lot of bromance going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he definitely fit in with us, and we fit in with him, and we fit together as a big spoon, little spoon. It was, never mind, that was later on the evening. Shut but, uh, no, it was, yeah, we definitely, uh, we all fit together pretty well. But, Okay, so back to, sorry, what we were talking about. But anyways, so real quick, yes, he is coming back, reprising his role as Wolverine in the new Deadpool 3 movie. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I love Deadpool. Can't let my kid watch it, but I don't care. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, speaking of things to let my kid watch, my kid is four. Mm -hmm. We are watching all of the Jurassic Park, world, all of it. All the dress. Yeah, because that kid loves dinosaurs. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, not a surprise. I, I hesitated. So, you know in Jurassic Park 3, mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen it, you've been living under a rock, not me, Um, yeah. where the Spinosaurus, like, breaks the T-Rex's neck. Yeah. T-Rex is by far his favorite. He loves Spinosaur, too, but T-Rex is absolutely his favorite. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to let him, like, see that part, because, A, it's pretty violent for a freaking four-year-old and b it has t-rex speaking of which you reminded me i figured out why my dog toby is so vicious the little one the itty bitty one that's like a little like a mom was a t-rex in his past life yes and i (laughs) i I swear to god this is just last night here's why here's my definitive proof okay one you see how he's got short stubby arms right okay okay like a t-rex okay He's got the long, thin snout, like a T-Rex, right? Well, not thin, but you know what I mean. Like, he's got the long snout, like like a dinosaur, okay? However, this is what I noticed. I was taking him for a walk last night. Cat comes out. My dog, Buffett, sees a cat. It's like, okay, just keeps <laughs> on walking. Buffett just does not care. That dog, he just, he's happy-go-lucky. He doesn't, I literally, like, I can picture him when he's walking. All that's going through his head is, 
I'm a little baby bumblebee. That's Buffett. All right. <laughs> Toby, on the other hand, is gee, 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 gee. Ah, 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 ah. kill, kill, kill. That's all the blister <laughs> has had, but he's walking. All right. I'm walking Toby. The cat starts walking towards us. Toby, as he turns, the cat stops moving, and Toby doesn't see it. He looks back forward, keeps on walking. Cat starts walking again. He turns. Cat stops. He doesn't see it. I'm like, he's attracted to movement. He's a freaking T-Rex. <laughs> that is true. Okay. I'm down. Yes. So Now I know Now I know why he's so mean. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Only you, man. Yep. Only you. Absolutely. <laughs> I told Stephanie last night. I said, he is related to the T-Rex. Now I know. It explains a lot. Oh, man. A T-Rex. Yep. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So back. Originally Star Wars, but, okay. I mean, you you keep going Marvel, and we keep going back and forth on what you <laughs> want to talk about. It's all about sorry, you. Sorry. Okay, back Hancock. to Star Wars. Back to Star Wars. Go ahead. No, just watch Rebels. You, in particular, need to watch Rebels. I promise you I will start watching Rebels. I mean, you, you'll definitely see where it appeals to, like... And to be honest now, kids, I have but, seen a lot of even adults who have come out and say that, yeah, it's really good. You guys see it. Because yeah. it does have a lot of adult-oriented material in the Star Wars universe. And they do keep up with the actual Star Wars timeline. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and it's, right. I, I mean, it's canon. And mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, the same guy that's doing Mando, same guy that's doing all like the Star Wars shows, he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what Kim Kennedy is doing, but uh, Dave Filoni is basically running the joint. Just yeah. full disclosure. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he should be because he worked for George Lucas, worked mm-hmm. under George Lucas, thinks like George Lucas, and everything everything he's touched turned to gold. Yeah. I mean, everything. I mean, I can't wait to – boy, I can't wait for you to catch up to Mandalorian. You need to catch up. I, I, Bro. I've, I've seen all of it up until the new – the new season. So I just got to watch a new season. Yeah, I'll be watch caught up. a new season. Yeah, I've I watched all the past ones. Yeah. I have spoken. Okay. <laughs> You'll get that later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Thrawn is... No. I'm so excited. <laughs> Excuse me. Will be played by original voice actor. Go back. No. So I got a quick question, though. Now, in the timeline, where, did, where and when does this take place with Thrawn? Now, I know so, because of the books, but I'm talking about for a listening audience. Originally, Thrawn came in the picture, um, movie timeline after episode three, before episode four. Okay. So, so around the Empire Strikes Back. No. Before New Hope. Before New Hope. Before New Hope. It's before Luke and all that. Luke's kiddo. Okay. So right before Star Wars, the first one. Yeah. Well, right technically the- episode three, but number one in the you know actual movie line. Yeah. It. So he comes into the picture... Kind of towards the end of the Rebel series. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not read the books. I'm fully intent to, but time and money. Um, <laughs> time is money. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, he comes in as basically the last resort for you know taking care of this particularly annoying group of rebels that are destroying some of their shipbuilding sites and some of their factories and. Mm-hmm. Everything and sabotage and stuff, and he's there to nip it in the bud. He comes from the unknown regions, so who knows what species he is because there's only one of them. <laughs> I can't wait to see the mix between him 
and later down the line, of course, you know, because he is still around later down the line when Darth Vader, when Anakin actually becomes Darth Vader, they, he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I can't wait till that happens. Do you know how Darth Vader actually got introduced to the Empire? So for the longest time, everybody would see this, like, you know, seven-foot, asthmatic guy in all black, you know, walking around with the Emperor. But nobody knew who he was. They didn't know who he was or what he did, right? They just knew that, well, this guy works for the Emperor, and apparently, you know, we just don't talk to him, leave him alone. <laughs> don't speak unless spoken to him, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, you know how the Empire is. A lot of bad guys. A lot of them try to work their way up, you know? So a group of them, you know, high-ranking officers, like, decided that they were going to try to overthrow Darth Vader to get in good with the Emperor. And the Emperor knew of the plan and let him do it. <laughs> Whoops. Because he just wanted to test Darth. <laughs> so, how, well. <laughs> so how Darth Vader finally introduced himself as the right-hand man of the Emperor, they called a... a like a giant staff meeting, right, mm -hmm. in the hangar bay. So all the high-ranking officers are there. Darth Vader walks out, and he introduces himself as, I am Darth Vader, you know, Lord of the Sith. You know, I basically work for the Emperor. And then he immediately, all of a sudden, made three of the people that were in the lead of, like, trying to overthrow him behind his back with the Emperor and all that, that the Emperor knew they were doing it, and made them all levitate up in the air and snapped all three of their necks and dropped them on the deck. He said, end of discussion, and walks out. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how you do it, bud. Yeah. Talk I about mean, making an entrance. And so I'd, I would really like to see more of, like, Darth Vader when he's newly minted Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, because people don't understand just how dark he really or truly Or how was. powerful he is. Because, I mean, so the sword – let's be real. The sword play in the original trilogy mm -hmm. was basic. Oh yeah, very basic. Yeah. I mean, you get more of the like good stuff in like the prequel trilogy, which is probably why they're so good. Yeah, because like it's the era of the High Republic. And do, do you know how they explain that? Why there was so much swordplay in the prequels? Because he's old. <laughs> well, it wasn't that. <laughs> uh, it, because they were trying to make it make sense why he was not so like you know agile and everything with when he fought Obi Wan later when he finally killed Obi Wan, right? Mm -hmm. They said it was because they both were using the force so much that it took their hands. They, that's why you see them sword fighting the entire time with two hands, because they were using the force as they were hitting and striking. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, because it, they were using more of the force to actually fight more than the actual lightsabers. And that's why they, they were very slow and methodical in their fighting. Yeah, but and, I mean, even when... Even when Luke fights Vader both times, oh yeah, it, it's very... It's not as dramatic or it's not as uh, yeah, proficient he, as, yeah. like, the High Republic era. Exactly. He had a couple of moments here and there, like, with a backflip and stuff, you yeah. know, like that. Yeah. You know, where he shows off a little bit of his, his, you know, force powers and, you know, he was a male cheerleader. But <laughs> other than that, it's, yeah, it was really pretty basic. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would love to see more of that, like, the Rogue One Darth Vader, where he comes out and it's very... Oh, like, yeah, flowing smooth movement. and fluid. Do you know the Emperor was the one who toned down Darth's suit? Yeah. On purpose. So he would not ever decide that, I'm done with the Emperor, and takes over. That's what, Believe it or not, his motions and everything are much slower than he really could be. The, the, the biomechanics that built his body and everything, the Emperor purposefully had the robots that built him make him slower. I believe it. Yeah. 
100%, because, I mean, that was... He was trying to watch his own back. Well, there was two things going on with the Emperor. The Emperor knew his potential, mm-hmm. wanted it for himself, and needed to control him, because, yeah. I mean, there's been conflict all throughout. Mm-hmm. All throughout. And even when he pops up occasionally in Rebels... Yep. Watch it, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, you can see a little bit of the conflict there. Yeah. Um, and... I'll tell you what, the Ahsoka-Darth Vader fight, I don't care if you watch the show. You need to, like, YouTube that because, I mean, it is I'll watch it. by far one of the... I promise I'll watch the show. You said that last time and you lied. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> Name one. You haven't watched it yet, fool. I I said before I'd watch Rebels? Uh-huh. Oh, my bad. Like, probably 16 episodes ago. Oh, well, then, down so. on this one, probably not happening either. <laughs> 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 but I'll at least YouTube the fight. I'll check that out. <laughs> Yeah, definitely check out. Yeah. Um, there, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it won't hit as hard for you because you're not as familiar with like the backstory. But once again, I read most of the books, okay. So I am familiar, actually, very familiar with the characters. Okay, yeah. But I also know too that let's be fair, in like the movie versions of like what's in the books and TV versions are usually different because they gotta make it surprising. They do. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I get it, you know, like if you have a comic book that you turn into a movie, like Avengers Infinity Gauntlet, is nothing like the comic version of what happened. Nothing. It's, really? Yeah. So what happens in the comic book? Hit me. Okay, so. Back to Marvel. All right, so Thanos and the Avengers in uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, that whole storyline, <laughs> believe it or not, was doing this for love. Really? Yeah. He was trying to prove himself worthy for death because death was female and he loved death so i could see that (laughs) yeah so he literally was wanting to prove his worthiness to her by becoming godlike and wiping out half of existence to prove his worthiness to her that it's like i have the power you had to take life and so he you know did all this and she didn't want nothing to do with him (laughs) Rejected. Friend zone. <laughs> Thanos got friend zone hard. She's like, look, first off, I'm 5'9". Okay. I'm skin and bones. You're like 11 feet tall. Mm-hmm. You're going to kill me. Okay. That's, that physically, it won't work. <laughs> going to kill some death. Yeah, because Thanos is like, you know, in the comics, he's like freaking 11 feet tall or something like that. He's like really, really super tall. All right. But uh, but anyways, so yeah, it was all over death is the reason why he did this, and she still shot him down. So then, since he had the Infinity Gauntlet, he killed pretty much everybody. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And there was no Stark snapping his fingers and you know saving humanity and all that. That's not even remotely what happened. What? Yeah, dude. Oh my God, you'd have to go back and look at like the series of the Infinity War with you know with the the Avengers comics. You would look at the movie now and be like, what? <laughs> it's not even close. You, you should... I, they, now, 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 there is some similarities. There was a glove with stones. That that matched up. But pretty much the rest of it, no, not really. Okay, well, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure there's a YouTube video on it because I'm sure some diehard Marvel comic fans were like, uh, this is bullcrap. Yeah, and the Hulk was not a wuss either. Not in the comics. Now, he did get knocked out by Thanos. Don't get me wrong, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, like in the I, movie, I in I've, the movie, he becomes a wimp, dude. Yeah, I. Hulk, you gotta fight. No. 
That doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. Hulk has never been a wasp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's never he's never been a beta. Yeah. He's always been like full on alpha male, let's get it. Yeah, he's like, like I just want to trash everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, he's like people I know that drink tequila, alright? He's like a redneck in a bar after like, you know, nineteen Budweisers. You know, that's the Hulk. No, I'm more like twenty six. Okay. Okay. Um so, yeah. That, that's the thing I hate, man. You know. Yeah. And don't like I said, don't get me wrong. I know that in certain ways you do have to take a, a different approach. Because here's the thing. You have a comic that people love and adore, and if they and if, and you know, if they study those books left and right and always read them and everything else, yeah, it's gonna be boring to watch a movie that you already know what's gonna happen and know the lines and the whole nine yards. So I totally get it. You, they gotta change it up. But man, they totally changed like why Thanos was there and the whole nine yards. All that was completely you know, changed. Like at least in like the D C version, which even that was completely changed too. Uh, with like, you know, Superman and Batman and all that and, and dealing with Darkseid. You know, Darkseid, uh, you know, was looking for the anti-equation and, uh, basically to control and rule everybody in the entire universe. Alright? And so, you know, they, they send down this Steppenwolf for everybody to fight. And Step, Steppenwolf, yes. He, you know, he's one of the new gods. He's very tough and all that. But, not so much like he was, like they portrayed him to be in the movie. He he wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> you're a god, but you're not really that big of a deal. <laughs> like like literally, I totally get the point. Like when they did the you know the Snyder the Zack Snyder version, when they turn around and he drops down the axe and Superman shows up and boom, the axe like stops dead on him and he looks up and he's like, not impressed. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> Just saying. So. Uh, yeah, no, I should probably catch up to the comic side of the pop culture equation. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, all these I, comics have been rewritten and redone, too, to kind of match more of the timeline of everything going on now. There's always a reboot constantly in the comics, you know, to, to fit movies that come out. Um, like, matter of fact, they've been doing it with Marvel. Uh, a lot of the Marvel comics, they've gone back and done these reboots to kind of match more of, like, the, the movie versions and all that to make storylines match and everything else. Which, yeah, it's kind of cool, but mm, not so much. No, I, I, I would mean, love to see the original. The, the thing that I'm waiting for to happen, I just want to see this happen because of when they did it. When DC and Marvel got together and they did the crossover where DC heroes fought Marvel heroes. Epic fight. It was Superman versus the Hulk. <laughs> but what reason do you think they would have to do that? I mean, like, aside from, you know, monetarily, but well, what reason in the universes would they okay. have to do that? I mean, now, is it more the, multiverse related or? Yes. And what happened was, okay, in the comics, there's two gods, right? You have the god that rules over Marvel, the god that rules over DC, all right? You know, that that's how they made them was they were these god characters. And so anyways, the characters, you know, controlled and ruled their own universes. And then one day they realized... That each other existed. <laughs> and they're like, you. there can only be one. You know, they put, went full Highlander. <laughs> I'm glad you put that reference in there. <laughs> yes. So they wound up matching their greatest heroes against each other. So they would make them disappear from where they were in existence and show up at like these, you know, places to fight. It was Batman versus Captain America. It was Superman versus the Hulk. It was uh, Superboy fought Spider-Man. Um, it was Wonder Woman. She fought, uh, I believe it was Storm. I, I might be wrong. It's been a long time since I read the comic, but I believe it was Storm that she fought. Um, 
and then there was uh oh my god there i'm trying to remember them all now man it's been so many years but then what was great was time and everything fractured because of the war because the gods decided to fight to end this and then everything got mixed so there was a batman who was half wolverine and half batman oh no Dude, dude, it was cool. The way they made his character look was really sweet, man. Like, his claws would come out, but they looked like, you know, like the, the old school really thin batarangs, the long yeah. ones? So it looked like razor-sharp batarangs when the claws came out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that would play well. And like, Well, they, I mean, obviously come up with a better story on how to bring the two together. Well, no, I'm talking about the batarangs as claws. I don't, I don't know if no, that I'm would play saying, real, well on the big screen. Yeah, that's true. Good point. But yeah, he was Bat. Yeah, you talking about wanting to know what Batman would be like if he killed? That's that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he killed everybody. Wow. Yeah, he was very mean. I mean, that is something I do like about Batman because he already has a plan to take out everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and also too, like, even with the uh, the Zack Snyder version, you know, when they turn around, they did, you know, even going back to who was the original director? I forgot. It was uh, what's his name? Um, I don't know. Anyways. The the original guy who was originally directing the movie. Anyways, long story short, Christopher Nolan. There we go. Okay. So when Christopher Nolan was doing it, uh, the DC Universe, and bringing everybody together to create and make Justice League, right? And they had Superman get killed by, you know, Doomsday. All right. That is supposed to happen way down the line in the Superman Universe when he gets killed by, you know, gets killed by Doomsday. Because Justice League, all Justice League members and side members, you know, the D-listers, you know, the janitor, they all jumped in to try to fight Doomsday, too. A lot of characters got killed. Some got, you know, just really badly injured, everything else. Superman finally did the, the, the dirty deed of saying, well, there's only way one way I'm going to win is I'm going to have to break my rule and I'm going to have to kill him. So the final blow between the two actually killed each other. All right. So it was partially true where... The birthing matrix for Superman that they brought to, the, you know, when they brought him to the planet, that was partially true because Superman wound up, you know, being revitalized. You know, they were using the sun's powers and everything else to keep his, because he's not human. You know, they were mm-hmm. able to, like, recharge his cells, basically. You know, he's like a dead battery trying to bring it back. <laughs> right? For lack of a better term, honestly. I'm trying to make this dummy it down so I don't Superman's kill everybody a with dead battery. Here. Yeah. And so Doomsday, of course, was just done at that point he was dead right mm-hmm. um but however later down the line he gets recreated but when but when superman died the birthing matrix and everything that was sent with him to this planet they had a backup in case he ever got killed and that was called the eradicator imagine superman who has no problem killing oh wow so the eradicator came to be and then you had people like Steel who came to be because Superman had saved Steel and he created this Superman uniform of Steel to help protect Metropolis. Um, like a lot of heroes are taking over for Superman since he was dead, you know, trying to save Metropolis because crime rates are going through the roof and everything else. Even Batman came to help at, at, at times. Um, so then, then he had Superboy, which was created by Academus. They tried to create a Superman to protect, you know, the city. Of course, ran by Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor wanted to control a Superman. So they cloned using some of his DNA and some of Lex Luthor's, and that's how Superboy came to be. So he's actually half Kryptonian, half human from Lex Luthor. Wow. Yeah. But then he wound up coming back to life. You're a nerd. I know. <laughs> I'm cool with it. <laughs> but I'm a hot nerd. 
Yeah, fair. This is true. Oh, man. <laughs> so there we go. We went pop culture all over the place. We yeah. went Avengers, Star Wars, DC. <gasps> Lando Solo Star Wars show is still happening. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, I love Billy D. Williams' Lando Calrissian. Dude, I mean, and he is... Yeah, that... There are two TV shows. Perfect that, for it. That, you know, from back in the day, you know, and like one from back in my time, uh, to more, you know, I don't want to say back in my time. This is actually more recent. Scrubs and Psych. They use a lot of pop culture references from like the 80s and stuff like that, right? And I loved it in Scrubs when they met Billy D. Williams and they kept calling him Lando mm-hmm. and it was making him mad because they kept calling him Lando. And then he goes, it's Billy D. And he's like, I know, I know, I know, but we'll talk to you later. Bye, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Donald Glover as Lando is probably the best young Lando. A great pick. Because, I mean... Great pick for that character. Yeah. yeah. They, there's a lot of things that uh, some of the new Star Wars got right. I mean, yeah, they... they they came out of the gate a little screwed up, but uh, yeah. they're, they're doing better. I mean, it turned a lot of people off, and that's unfortunate, but... Okay, the Han Solo movie. The one that came out. What do you think? I think it was pretty good. I, I thought it was good, too. I think because it was in the middle of the sequel trilogy fiasco, yeah, that a lot of people were like, because, I mean, at that point, Rogue One was like the only like really good movie that we got from him. Yeah, I think everybody got kind of Star Wars down, I think. But honestly, I think the guy who played him... You know, and everything. I think they did a great job with it. I think he did a great yeah, job. Yeah, no, he's phenomenal. He should definitely yeah. come back. I mean, they yeah. should definitely have that happening again because, I mean. It sh- there should be a Hans. If they're going to have Lando series, they should have a Han series and then do crossovers, which would be sweet. To see those two together would be awesome. Yeah. Which, Lando pops up in Rebels as well. Just Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. I promise. I will watch. <laughs> I, will, I will watch Rebels. I promise. Uh, let's see. Lando pops up. Um, God, you don't know the pirate. Um. Hondo Onaka, which I, I really need a cameo from Hondo Onaka. So it's literally, think Jack Sparrow except alien pirate. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, that, there's a lot of things that got right. Um, <laughs> too many things that got right. You better watch it. Um, for hey, real. Hey, back in the day, they picked really great people to play those roles too. You know, Mark Hamill, he was, you know. The original, see, it's hard to beat the originals. Oh, yeah. To to me, to to find somebody that could pull off the charisma and the arrogance that Harrison Ford could pull off for Han Solo. Without even trying, he can pull it off. You know what I'm saying? He made the perfect Han Solo, you know. Mark Hamill, you know, very naive, you know. Yeah. We think it's a little slow. He was perfect for Mark Hamill, you know, for playing Luke. So, I really feel like, especially back in that era. Yeah. They took your natural characteristics and put you in a role based on that. Because, yeah. I mean, if you notice, a lot of the people that played a-holes were actually a-holes in real life. Do you know how Harrison Ford got the role for Han Solo? How? He literally was working on set, building a set one day. Steven, uh, it was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg had had a meeting prior that day talking about film work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, George Lucas had you know left from the meeting and was coming through the area where they were working at. And when he was walking, he had his you know tool belt on. And he said he looked like a natural-born gunslinger with his walk, his look, you know, and he knew he had acting credits, and he was like, hey, I'm doing this movie, interested? He almost turned it down, but he was like, I need a better paycheck than carpentry work. So <laughs> he decided, yeah, sure, and the rest is history, dude, you know? 
You know what? Good call. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. He'd done some major film work, you know, too. He had some I mean, small credit scenes he, and some Did he do the work. original Star Wars first, or did he do Indiana Jones first? Uh, Indiana Jones came after Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, because Star Wars came out in 77, and Indiana Jones came out in 83, I believe. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, because, I mean, it was Raiders first. Yeah. And then, I mean, you had Star Wars and Raiders, and then yeah. it was kind of flip. He was... And with both of them, just like, all right, we really like this guy. Let's uh, yeah. pl- let's put him in everything. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite movies, and which very rarely ever gets spoken of, because everybody always wants to talk about him being Indiana Jones or being, you know, Han Solo. One of my favorite movies with him is Regarding Henry. That's one of my all-time favorite Harrison Ford movies. I love that movie. You're gonna be mad at me. Why? I've never seen it. Really? <laughs> yeah. You do date women and stuff and have romantic dates and stuff like that. Yeah, but that. I'm also 20 years younger than you. Oh, God. Whatever. <laughs> I don't think – actually, I don't think I'm 20. How old are you? 50. Okay. I'm a little over 10 years. Okay. okay. Regarding Henry, you said? Yep, regarding Henry. It's a really good movie. He's basically this soulless lawyer. Oh, it's 1991? Yeah. I was going to say it wasn't that long ago. Uh, well, I guess actually it was, but either way. Um, but yeah, he, he, he's this guy who is a soulless lawyer, basically, you know, becoming an up and coming guy at his firm and all that good stuff. Um, he witnessed. JJ Abrams wrote it. Are you yes. kidding me? Yes. Dead serious. Go JJ. Yeah. He, as a matter of fact, I think the film won an Oscar, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but anyways, long story short, there is a robbery that happens in a store he happens to be in and he gets shot in the head. Right. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the bullet doesn't kill him, but it caused him to have some physical disabilities for a while. He's got to go through rehab, all this other stuff. You know, it 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 hit in the one spot in the brain that luckily didn't destroy him completely, but it did give him a lot of amnesia, and kind of made him a little bit slower. Right. So as he's trying to get back to being his old self, you know, and working in the firm and all this other stuff, he starts learning what an a hole he was mm-hmm. in his past life. He doesn't want to be that way anymore. Oh, it's a it's a romance movie. Look at yeah, it's you. actually a really good movie. It's got a net binning that uh, plays his wife in the movie. It's a really good movie. All right, well, look, hold on, where's my where'd that phone go? See, right. there he is, you know, the hotshot lawyer, and he's yep. a jerk. You know, cheats on his wife the whole nine yards. You know, got the affair thing going on, which she knows about. She's having an affair with some other dude, you know, because of it. And uh, then after the accident, things start changing. Fair enough. I mean that that I'm. I'm down with it, because, I mean, it's, I'm looking for a date night movie. There you go. Regarding Henry, go. really good movie. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate Highly recommend it. It's It's got, I mean, come on, it's got Han Solo in the movie. Appreciate. Yeah. Well, it looks like we only got like a minute and a half left, bro. Yeah, minute and a half. Yeah. Thanks for nerding out with us today, folks. Yes, we had a nerdy kind of day. Yeah, we, we needed a little bit of oh, release. Have a very happy and safe Easter weekend for all you guys going out there to have fun and all that good stuff in the sun and, you know, finding eggs and all that good stuff. Make sure you all have a safe one out there. Yep. And uh, we'll see you again next weekend. All right. People just to give me advice on the way I should write. Oh God, yeah. sounds like a nightmare if you ask me. Yeah. Went from my bedroom to the big leagues. You know how many times that I was told things wouldn't work, but worked out. Having cold feet didn't keep me from success, but delayed it some. I used to be the guy who killed to get a number one. I had to hear that songs a hit before I thought it was.
I miss buying CDs at the store and thumbing through the cases trying to make a choice. That don't make no sense to you, well, of course. See, one man's a convenience.